Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Tarla Makayev. How are you? How are you, Tarla? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having me. No, it's my pleasure. If you don't mind, you know, um, sh sharing with us what do you do, and then we'll take it from there. Yes. So. Um, well, I, I, I do many things, but essentially I am a copywriter um, and now an online business owner. So I spent about 13 years um, working for marketing agencies as well as um, myself uh, d d developing a seven-figure brand, uh, writing for Hollywood Studios and Fortune 500 companies. And now I am an online business owner. Uh, with a weepy eye. <laughs> uh, I don't know why my makeup. <laughs> and um, I also have a um, an online business where I combine life coaching and hypnotherapy so that I can help people with their mindset. So because a business is 80% mindset. And a lot of that comes into play when we talk about tactics and strategies online for building a business about more than that. It's also about your mindset and where that's at. Yeah, that's cool. I like I like the combination. And you know, copywriting is I, I, I think copywriting is is an art, you know, and to convey that message and to get someone's attention and then interest and then take action um, on specific topic, right? Like I always I always wonder, you know, how um like, is someone actually born that way? Or is this something that you, you got training in? Or is it a massive amount of emails? Like, how do you, how do you guys um, make it sound so interesting? Oh, well, that's a great question. So uh, first of all, I think I always had like a writing talent personally, um, since I was a kid. So and then I was an English major in school. I didn't actually learn copywriting in school. It was in the time before there were copywriting majors. So we talked about advertising a little bit. Um, but I had an English major with a writing emphasis. But I, it's really a skill that you learn probably like anything else by doing. Um, and so a lot of it is about focusing on emotion versus logic. People make decisions based on emotion versus logic. So they let their emotions kind of take them away and suddenly they've made decisions in life or when they're buying something, it's really the same thing. And so, um, there's a heavy focus on pain points because really sometimes we need to make decisions in our life and we need to make changes, but we don't make those changes unless someone kind of says, Hey, look. This is how you're struggling. This is what's keeping you up at night. And so we have to be pushed a little. And that's why we use um, we use pain points and copy. And also, um, we really like to infuse personality and copy. So it feels kind of like the conversation here. So it feels like informal. It feels casual. It feels conversational. Um, and also, so it really resonates with your own you know, true voice of who you are. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about copywriting. Cool. Yeah. So if, if someone wanted to, as an entrepreneur, wanted to get into doing their own copywriting and based on all your years of experience, and if you had to go back and start over again, um, what tips could you give someone? 
I would say uh, get on people's email lists who you like and um, start looking at their email. So it depends what kind of copy you, you need to write or want to write for your business. If you need to write emails versus sales pages versus ads for Facebook or something like that, start modeling the people you like. So create your own file of different examples. And so you can start to model from there. But also, I mean, take a great, read a great book or take a great course. I'm actually coming out with a copywriting course um, in several oh, months. Yeah. And so because you really, it is an art and a science and there's a met- methodology to it. So you want to be educated in it like anything else, especially if you're a business owner, every business needs copywriting. It doesn't matter what you sell, you're going to have to market it. And so it's an area you want to be well-versed in. And so that's what I would initially suggest. I'd suggest actually... You, I mean, you could pay an expensive pro like me. However, you're going to constantly need advertising through the life of your business. And so if you don't learn the skill yourself, you're really going to have an issue down the line because at some point you're going to run out of a budget, right? This is great for big brands yeah. I wrote for. But when it comes to small business owners, you really want to um, you know, figure out these skills yourself so that you don't have to constantly be paying someone else to do it. It's just a great skill to have. Yeah, it really is. Like as an entrepreneur, like I spent, excuse me, thousands on copywriting services, you know, trying to get that, that message across, you know, (laughs) I never, I never really tried myself. Um, I, you know, I've done social media posts and stuff, but not like in actual emails. Um, But I find it uh, fascinating because that is what connects you with the prospect or the the other human being, like you mentioned on an emotional level, right? Where they know, like, and trust you. You know, like it's a, such an important component of a business. Um, do you recommend uh, working? Like you mentioned that you know you could. It's a good skill to have. Do you recommend that that entrepreneurs should initially? Um, you know, find the people that they like, get on their list, all that stuff, research. But when they're actually doing the work, do you find, do you think that they should hire someone or should they just get, wing it, like give it a shot and uh, there's no harm done, you know, just start emailing in the beginning and improve upon it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I love the term wing it because copywriting is important. However, you're, you're just like anything else. Like you yeah. said, you're going to learn kind of, um, on the job, which is your business. Um, if you try it that way and that's okay, that's how people become better. Nobody comes out of the gate being the perfect copywriter. I think in your position, if it's someone like you who can afford to hire someone, that's great, but not everybody can spend thousands. Like you just said, thousands of dollars. And I'm sure it's a high thousands, a lot of money. Um, and it's also dependent upon your business. Like for instance, if you have a business where you're going to only need something once and you're not going to need repetitive work, but you know, most people have an email list and that is repetitive work. But I yeah. say um, it's, you, you want to study, yeah, the copywriting first and then you try it yourself. You can try and just kind of see where it goes from there. But I, I think you need to have some foundation. I, I do also find yeah. there's copywriters out there that don't have a lot of experience. They say they're a copywriter and they're just kind of writing their copy for you, honestly, not, not based on a lot of experience. They might have a year of experience. So if you're going to hire them anyway and not spend a lot of money, you might as well do it yourself. But if you really want to hire a copywriter, spend good money. It's like anything else. You get what you pay for. No, I, I experienced that as well. Um, you know, I was thinking they're highly experienced, but 
the work was quite obvious that the, it was lacking in experience. But you know, you get every type of every type of company and and freelancer out there, right? And and trying to get their hands into this copywriting world, you know, especially on the freelance sites, right? Like this, it's something that people are passionate about writing. I find that they, they find it lucrative or a lucrative idea to get into copy, copywriting. Yeah, it's a little bit, it's something that bothers me, actually. There's a lot of people out there professing yeah. to be copywriters and they actually have no experience. Yeah. Um, and they're, yeah. they're kind of, you know, saying that they're experienced. Um, it wastes a lot of time. It wastes time. It's not fair to people. Um, People are using bots to write copy, which you could do yourself, but that's not the way to, that's not the way to write copy. Copy really is something that should come from within you and um, it, it should come from your soul, right? And so it's like anybody can tell something is written that sounds robotic or something that sounds like it has personality. So they're using kind of a lot, a lot of these, these cheap, you know, cheat sheet things that I, I don't, I don't care for. And I don't, I don't um, condone. Yeah. Well, speaking about bots, what are your views on the artificial intelligent um, uh, writing, copywriting platforms such as Jarvis, I, I believe it is, or they changed the name? Yeah, I, I think um, I think that, yeah, Jasper, I, I think. Jasper. You know, like, I mean, I, I understand like people are busy. Some copywriters actually use those and then they, yeah. they make to them when i write copy for clients it's just me writing the copy there's no there's no bot involved um i mean it's okay but the thing is it's if you remove then the bot then how do you write then you don't know how to write suddenly you're relying on something else you're not learning a skill again it's those it's those quick fix you're not you're not helping yourself in the long run um, who knows how long those will be around for, but they all sound the same. And the thing is, if, if you go on any site, like uh, uh, any of the freelancer sites, there are people who either write articles about this or they're the clients who get the, the work. They can tell when it's been written by a bot because it doesn't sound some, – some of it sounds decent, but they just know yeah. there's no real – personality to it it's very just like one note and so it's not it's not learning anything it's like anything else it's just putting it off on someone else and i i just i think it's better to learn it yourself it's, it's not from the heart you know you can tell yeah exactly you, you know i mean i can tell when i read the stuff it's pretty obvious it's very flat like and no your course flat. does i'm sorry go ahead tarla I'm sorry. Sorry, I was just saying that it's very flat. It's okay. Personality to it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know what you mean. And about your course, if someone takes it, what can they expect from this course? Maybe you're not finished yet, but I'm just, just you know, understanding, trying to understand for the audience. What could they expect, and how does it? How is it different than any other copywriting course out? Yeah, that's a great question. And so, yes, it's still in the middle of being produced. It's called Iconic Copy. Um, but it's, well, first of all, it's based on my 13 years of experience prior to coming online. So now I have another five years of writing experience. So I wrote literally in marketing agencies, and then I had my own brand, and I wrote for 
I don't remember if I mentioned earlier, Fortune 500 companies and, and Hollywood studios. So it's based on that, first of all. It's based on my experience with that, as well as my online business you know, experience copywriting. So it's really targeted towards creative heart-centered women who are small business owners who want to write their own copy, who want to write hip, modern, and feminine copy. But I was actually trained traditionally so, which is more male skewed. I was trained in the traditional copywriting, you know, on the job. Um, so I am likely going to kind of touch on both sides of that. So there's kind of this movement towards very authentic copy that is, um, you know, not the bro marketing, no offense. I know with you being a guy, but, um, but <laughs> it's like, I actually like the traditional copywriting it works for a reason. The greats did it that way for a certain reason. So it's like, I'm more of a traditional copywriter, but I do want to infuse a bit of feminine into it. However, it's a course that anybody can buy. I just happen to target women and it's going to help somebody. It's an advanced course, literally go from not being a copywriter, not knowing anything about copywriting to be able to write their own copy for multiple um, avenues, including like emails and sales pages and infuse it with personality. So it doesn't sound like a bot. So it sounds like them and have them do it beautifully and gracefully and not have to pay an expensive copywriter. That's excellent. You know, that's great. So do they get like, type of exercises that they have to do to practice, to, to open up their mind to some headlines, you know, uh, different portions of the email copy and sales copy and, and, you know, a quiz, like what, what, what can they expect? Well, I, I haven't gone to the total specifics because I'm it's still in development. But yes, it's going mm -hmm. to be interactive where they will actually really okay, understand good. how to write copy and, you know, have the literally from the A to Z, I'm leaving nothing out. I'm putting all my years of experience into good. this. So I don't leave anything out of my courses. I don't say, oh, this is too good. Let me keep this to myself. Why? That doesn't make any sense. So it's all going to be in there, mm. I promise. And, and I will definitely share okay, all the great. Yes. That's, that's great, Tarla. Now, can you share with us one of your top most suggestions or advice when it comes to headlines? Oh, headlines. Well, yes, you want to lead from a place of usually curiosity. So uh, there has to be something in there where people are curious to read more. Because the thing is, if you go to like a sales page, for instance, or if you think about a subject line, which is basically a headline in an email, with an email, if you don't get past the subject line, nobody opens the email and you're done. It's all about the subject line. And so for there, I suggest doing the opposite of what everyone does. So for instance, you can use one word. So you see a lot of head, uh, e uh, subject lines that are lengthy and or they're maybe medium length. Mm -hmm. So if you put one word, well, that stands out right away. And, and it, you know, like, wow, or oops, or, you know, even, hey, people are like, what? <laughs> and they start opening the email. Or it could be, you know, it could be all caps. It could be like, awkward. And then you're like, what's awkward? Or it could be like, delete, delete what? And so I like one word a lot. I use that, or it could be a much longer um, uh, subject line, which is the opposite of people doing the in-between one. So it's just doing kind of the opposite. Just think of it like this, doing the opposite of what most people do to stand out in the inbox, but something that captures attention. Also your preview text is very important in the email. So that's the little kind of like almost teaser. It's like a teaser to a movie. 
And so yeah. in there, you really want to catch um, attention. Like if you put like, wow, as the subject line, it could be like, I couldn't believe that this happened. Well, what is she talking about? You know, and then you want to open the email and then mm. in a sales page. And of course it depends on what your niche is. That's, those are just very generic examples. And then uh, for your sales, yeah. the same thing, you, you want people to read on and they're not going to read on if you don't capture them, you know, with, without a very powerful uh, headline. Yeah, no, that's excellent. You know, um, this resonates with me, what you're saying about uh, different, right? Like what are people not expecting? Um, because this entire podcast, you know, was just built from heart, right? Like everything that we do here is from heart. And a lot of experts that we, we meet, and I interviewed someone yesterday, and, you know, he was giving me his uh, advice right after the episode. And most of it was, you know, you know, maybe you need to structure it better. You know, maybe you need to uh, place or you should place like in the beginning uh, an intro introduction through this process, some step process. And then at the end and and what to have in there for questions and stuff like that. So uh, but for you know, we got that advice in the beginning too. Um, I tried it, but we found the most success in the way we do it. Like the way we do it is from presence. You know, we, we were present with the guest and we just, I just let questions flow. And that organic feel has gotten a lot of people, you know, really attracted to the show. Like they're really, um, you know, sharing it, joining, like they're downloading, right? So, I found like I can resonate to that because it's different, right? I'm not following the structure of every other podcast. Yeah, exactly. And why change what's working? Clearly, why yeah. why would you change yeah. doing something no. else? It doesn't make any sense to me. But yeah, you yeah. want to be different. That's a thing. That's your uh, your USP. You know, your your unique positioning. Yeah. And if you sound like everyone else, often people will ignore you. But if you're the one who stands out, yeah. like this person's doing something different, let me check it out. And I think what they probably love about your podcast is just from the feeling I'm already getting from being on it is it's very conversational oh, thank you. and yeah, free flowing. And so of course people are going to like that. People don't want something that's super structured often. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you know, we were talking about headlines and subject lines. You know, it's the most important part of an email, for example, and it's, it's either going to get someone to click it, like you said, or not click it, not open it, right? Like it's a, there's, there's a huge difference there, you know, someone getting the information, someone not getting the information. But then we also have to keep in, in consideration spam, right? Like there's specific words, terms, uh, characters i'm not sure how it works but sometimes the emails get blocked uh because of the subject line so apparently i'm not sure we're i'm not an expert in spam i'm not sure if you are but is there any advice you can share about uh protecting an entrepreneur from spam when creating a subject line well yeah two things before you even create the subject line make sure emails permission marketing based so you want to make sure you get it of course permission. Yeah. So that may be, uh, you know, we know that, but for anyone listening, don't just start putting, you know, someone on your email. Oh list. yeah. Yeah. For sure. He has a good, good point. <laughs> you know, don't go to networking. Then, oh, I got all these cards, but people do that to me. Still no. like, 
what like I didn't sign up for this stuff. So that's yeah. you don't want people to mark you as spam. Make sure you get their permission. Another thing is something yes. called the double opt-in. So there's a single opt-in or double. Double is where they get on your email list and they get an email saying, Hey, do you really want to be on this list? Please confirm. That way you've gotten their confirmation. They cannot now say, Oh, you spammed me. It's like they actually confirmed. But then when it comes to each email, they can still mark it as spam. And so I I wouldn't call myself a spam expert, but there's like words like free often or like money, words like that, that can kind of, you know, alert, um, alert gods that probably they don't like this email. But the thing is, is you just don't want to be deceptive. So you can arouse curiosity in your subject lines, but you don't want to do what we call clickbait. You don't want to unintentionally deceive people write something in a subject line that sounds it's going one direction and then it's something completely else um mislead people you know but but you want to think of i say think of your subject line as like a a teaser for a movie so um and then think of the preview text as the uh, uh you know you know like like if the movie line was deception that was the title of the movie um, let's say that's your sub- that's not your subject line, but just as an example in the preview text, so that would be like a teaser for movie. Yeah. Could be like, she thought she was leading a great life with her dream husband, but then, you know, uh, but then suddenly, um, you know, she, she realized that it wasn't all that she thought it would be, or you know, something like that. It's it's kind of mm, like you know something, that, yeah. That voice relates um, to it. She thought she was off to an amazing life, and then you know, this other woman appeared, you know, whatever. I mean, it's, it's kind of like you're leading someone down a path with crumbs and then they get in the email and then here's, here's the thing. And I like using storing email. So this type of stuff makes sense um, as an example, because you kind of can make it story-based and then you lead to your offer. And so you tie in with stories of your life and it's very interesting. People love, you know, stories, sell, facts, tell. Can you share some of the some of the movies that you written for? Oh, well actually I did promotions back in the day. Gosh, I don't even remember the names of the movies. This was years ago. Probably like there was one I oh, think okay. of Dante's Peak. Was that a movie? Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah the- my, my my wife loves that movie. Yeah, there was movies like that. So back in the day, um, from like Universal Studios and DreamWorks for a couple of the studios that we did work with. So it was mostly like promotional stuff, but I did some back, the back of VH, back in the day, like think Blockbuster, the VHS covers. I did some of the synopses. Remember when you go to Blockbuster and you turn over and there would be the, the synopsis of the movie on the back? Yeah. You know, I'm, you, I get you, it. No, maybe yes. you're kind of looking at me like, what? Block, but, uh, Blockbuster, Blockbuster, when it was open, used to have it, right? At the back of the, the cartridge. Right. I'm maybe, maybe I'm of an older generation, so probably not everyone's going listening. It's going to be like, what is she talking? What's a VHS tape? Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is Blockbusters? <laughs> yeah, what's Blockbuster? Just go on Netflix yeah. and check it out, and they talk about it on there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's excellent. Any any uh, tool recommendations to check for spam? Oh gosh, you know, I I just because I kind of know these things being copywriter, I don't use them. I know there are some, so I would just say um, I know that there are some tools that kind of check. I don't know if it's for spam or if they. I know they rate like your subject line, like quality. Is it to to be okay or not? And I couldn't tell you. Um, 
you know, it's okay. Head, I, I don't really know, but I know. No worries. That, yeah. Yeah. No worries, Tarla. No, no problem at all. Um, can you share what your innermost superpower is that got you to this point? Oh, wow. Uh, I would say resilience and persistence. So, um, mm. I'm, I'm all about no matter what happens in life to keep going. And I mean, just from my personal life, I've lost both of my parents, which is really, really hard, um, at my age. And so it's like, you just have to keep going. So, you know, everybody's here. Thank you so much. Yeah. Everybody's going to have, you know, failures in life and everybody's going to have things go wrong, but it's not what happens to you. It's how you deal with it. Um, so I'm probably going to start sounding life coachy here, but it really is good you know, how you move forward and just remembering that this too shall pass and today's another day and that everybody who's ever gotten anywhere has, has had things stand in their path and obstacles that they've had to overcome. And you can too. Oh, hundred percent. That's great. A great inner superpower. Um, it's one of the most, um, restrictive, issues that people face, you know, lack of persistence, right? Indecision. Um, and you, you mastered it. That's your inner superpower. Um, I can see that's why you're, you're growing so fast and, and, and how huge your company is becoming and the business ventures you're doing. That's, uh, that's a, one of the qualities that are, it's a primary, primary quality. Thank you. Yeah. Resilience is, I think for anybody, uh, is is key because life is going to throw things your way that you don't expect. Oh yeah, and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to bounce back somehow, and um, and you just bounce back by keep putting one foot in front of the other, just keep going. Yes, that's great, Charla. Do you want, do you have any um, final words you would like to share with the audience? Yeah, no, I I think that um, you're capable of anything. Remember that we we all have our bad days, but and also there are people. If you have dreams, there are people who are telling you not to do it. Your family, your friends. Sometimes it's out of their own their own um, delinquencies, and they feel like they can't do something, so they're going to tell you that. Sometimes it's just out of fear. Um, but just to keep going. And if you want to learn any more about me, then, then definitely, you know, head to my website and I can help you with the starting an online business. Uh, I'm sure you'll have that link somewhere, but it's, it's tarlamakayev.com. No one's going to know how to spell that, <laughs> but I'm sure we'll help them somewhere. And just, yeah, keep going because you have a super amazing quality that no one else in the world has. You are unique. There's only one you. Uh, and there's someone out there waiting to hear from you with whatever type of business you start that is just, yeah, wanting you to do it and it's going to be your biggest fan. Beautiful. Love it. Keep spreading that message, Tarla. That's great. And you, your information will be in the show notes, uh, but we can just uh, give them the website. It's T-A-R-L-A-M-A-K-A-E-F-F.com. And that's where you can find her. And Tarla, thank you so much for taking the time to come on our, our show. I'm grateful to have met you. Um, I, I can see that you do care for people and what you're doing is serving people. So I'm, that's why I'm, I'm number one reason I'm grateful is to have you part of this show where we can spread that message. And uh, audience, thank you for joining us once again. Appreciate you. Make sure you get in touch with Carla, uh, Tarla in the, in the show notes. All the information will be there. 
And definitely, we really, really appreciate you guys sharing the episodes and helping us grow. Without you, we can't can't do it. So uh, I want to say thank you. And I want to say thank you to you, Tarla. Thank you so much for having me, Shahid. Thank you.